across the chasm that separates us from God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's a biblical fact. We cannot save ourselves through our own good works. Jesus saves us. Our good works do not. Yet many in today's world think their good works can save them. Mormons believe this, as well as many other people, even some Christians. Today, my guest is Reverend John Leach, the president of Truth in Love Ministry. We'll talk today about one of their new books, Crossing the Chasm, Helping Mormons Discover the Bridge to God, and some practical tips for talking with Mormons and others who think their good works are necessary for salvation. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Reverend Leach, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Thanks, Kate. It's good to be here. Well, let's begin by just sharing a little bit about your new book, Crossing the Chasm, Helping Mormons Discover the Bridge to God. What's in it, and why would our listeners want to learn more about it and maybe order one? Yeah, you know, there are, uh, I think sometimes uh, Mormons are an un under or overlooked, I might say, a mission field right in our own backyard. Some people assume that they have heard the gospel before, and, and in many cases they, they haven't. They haven't simply rejected. Many have grown up in Mormonism their whole life. Um, maybe some Christians think um, about uh, debating Mormons, and, and so they know there's a difference in the teachings, but, but the book relates a, a way to do it in a, in a relational and compassionate way that's really going to speak heart-to-heart -heart, uh, to this, this group of people who, who desperately uh, need to know about Jesus. Okay. Um, and, and so this offers uh, many practical ways to not only uh, help Christians understand those differences, but then ways in which they can share it. That's great. And we'll learn more about uh, what you do, which uh, you help Christians learn to witness to Mormons and reach out to Mormons. Um, but uh, one of the things that I found interesting in the book was how much there is to learn about what Mormons believe about God. Usually when I open up a conversation with a Christian uh, about Mormons not being the same as Christians are in their beliefs about God, they ask more questions. And I don't always have all of that at my fingertips to explain. But so tell us, how is the Mormon God different from the Christian God? It's a, it's a great question, and it's an important one uh, that, that I think folks need to wrestle with. Uh, Mormonism would see that God is different in degree. Um, so, for example, he, they would say, uh, there's a famous couplet, as man is, God once was, as God now is, man may be. Huge implications as Mormons think through that, right? That, that reflects their teaching. Uh, so for them, God is simply different in degree. He's just a little further along than we are, but someday you can become like him, even become a God yourself. And so uh, the result of that is when Mormons think about God, uh, they're thinking about a human sized God. And, and just think about if, if just a human sized God, then, well, then he's going to seem distant. He can't simply 
know everything that's going on, and, and he wouldn't seem to have the power to help either. And, and so Mormons uh, often feel God is very remote, don't have a close personal relationship with God. By contrast, biblical Christianity teaches that God is not different in degree. He's completely different and unique, different in essence. And, and the result of this is that it's not just someone who's a little further on than us, it's someone who is far greater than us, right? And, and someone who then, because he's so big, it, it kind of seems like a contrast, and yet he can be so close to us. He knows everything that we're going through. He has the power as a big God to help us with all kinds of big trouble that might come along the way. And so the unique nature of that is because we have a big God, he's so close and personal. That's great. There's so much more we could share about that, and your book does go into much more detail. But um, I'm going to leave that. But let me ask one more question. Why do Mormons minimize sin? How do we help them understand the seriousness of sin? Talk about that, because as we want people to come to know Christ, one of the preliminary things we talk about is they have to know their need for a Savior, that they are sinners, and so are we, and uh, what Christ did. But talk about that minimizing sin. I find that very interesting, and a lot of times people are not aware of that. Yeah, great question. I would say because Mormons are trying to achieve or become like God, if you lower the standard, it then suddenly becomes more achievable. So Mormons will speak of sin as mistakes or missteps, um, and it's often not viewed as a sin against a holy God, but rather it's a, a mistake against themselves. In Mormonism, they are the center of gravity as they're, they're trying to, to make their way in progression. And so it, it's, a, it's something that holds back their progression. It, it's against them rather than against a holy God. And so here we want to draw out how serious sin is. Uh, James 2.10, for example, says anyone who, who breaks uh, one command, right, is guilty of breaking them all. It only takes one pinprick to pop a balloon. Or if a person is going around and they're carrying like a crate of eggs their whole life, you can imagine like uh, that's what it would feel like for Mormons, and they don't want to break them. You know, one trip, and now you've broken all of them. Um, Mormons don't understand the extent of sin, so they, they just talk about it kind of in general. But if we speak more specifically and we personalize it, you know, uh, would you really want to stand before God as, as someone who's, who's a liar or a blasphemer or a thief? or I mean, just, just taking comments and things that people would recognize, right, being content um, and then no, every sin is a great offense to God. Uh, you know, I think sometimes if, if you punch um, someone in the face, not good, don't do that, right? But, but the consequences might not be so, so great as if you punch a police officer in the face mm -hmm. or if you punch the president in the mm -hmm. face or if you punch God in the face. It's going to be even higher uh, consequences. And so to help them to see the nature of that. And then the result, where does sin lead? Ultimately, sin Sin separates us from God, and, and Mormons need to understand the, the depth and the gravity of that. Very good. That's great. Well, you mentioned before this uh, next comment, but I just want to bring it up again. One another, another thing I saw in your book, the ultimate goal of Mormonism is not merely to live with God, but to live as God, lowercase g. 
How do we address this issue when we speak with the Mormon? Yeah, it, it is. I almost think of it like an engine. And if you think about in a car, ultimately, even through the battery, everything ties back to the engine and is powered by it. The engine in biblical Christianity is is Christ, right? He powers everything. And, and so everything we, we do our whole lives, it's, it's focused on, on him. In Mormonism, the engine is you. And it's all about your your progress and your plan of salvation. They would see even Jesus, for example, as uh, more of an example. And mm-hmm. so as a result, um, they're trying to achieve uh, godhood like him. And, and I, I, I think in reality, first of all, that I don't know about UK, but that just sounds like, uh, <laughs> like intimidating. Yeah, and I think really. sometimes for, for Mormons, it, it, it does a little bit, but... But I think for them to see, because they never really know, and the burden that that puts on them, uh, to, to help them understand, no, 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 we have a God who, who carries all of that and, and, and more, um, and, and we simply lay all those things at, at his feet. So it's, it is a matter in, in every conversation of, of pointing to Christ mm-hmm. and helping them to see that he is at the center. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good. Well, you just got back from your Utah outreach, and I have heard about it for years, and I've never had the opportunity just to ask about it. Tell our listeners why you go to Utah and how you spend time talking, visiting, getting acquainted with Mormons there. Yeah. Uh, We would certainly invite um, anyone to, who, who is interested in participating. It's awesome experience, transformational. Uh, we've got folks that come from all across the country and different places around the world. Uh, they can learn more about it at tilm.org slash Utah. Anyway, we, uh, have, we go right to the Salt Lake Valley, right? Right to where Mormons are, um, and especially in Provo, which is the most unreached city mm. in, in the whole country. Um, for Christianity. And so it's a place we want to be, right? Um, this is a place where we'll start with conversation. One of the passages Mormons are most familiar with is, uh, be therefore perfect in the King James, um, mm-hmm. as your Father in Heaven is perfect. And so we get into a conversation just asking about some marketing and, and some ads that, that kind of speak along those lines, and then we quickly pivot on on, on that passage. And, and so how is that going for you? And because Mormons care deeply about spiritual matters, um, because they want to treat their children who go out on missions uh, with respect, uh, they, you know, they, they treat you with that same kind of respect. Mm-hmm. It makes for some amazing conversations. Yeah. And this yeah. past week, uh, we had folks uh, hour, hour and a half, just at a single home, mm-hmm. and more people inviting them back. We, mm-hmm. I really want to continue this conversation. Uh, because they're intrigued, uh, we, we share a message of how, you know, again, understand me correctly, um, we, we certainly struggle with sin, we're in a broken world, but how, because we're covered in the perfection of Christ, how we're already perfect, covered in Him right now. And since this is what Mormons are striving for, they're attracted to yes. this message like a magnet. Tell me more. Oh, that is fantastic. I just think that is so awesome. I always loved evangelism. The ministry, my ministry, this ministry grew out of my work in evangelism. Um, but um, just going out and doing that, and um, we'll talk some more about your philosophy about reaching Mormons, which 
I, I love because we want to love them into the kingdom. And yet we have to share sometimes some good truths. But the be ye perfect always confuses people. <laughs> That's why people work so hard when they don't understand. It's not our perfection. It's Christ righteousness that is ours. And we get, thankfully, to give him all of our yuck and sin and terrible things by laying that on him when he suffered and died on the cross for us. Good news. That's the best news ever, isn't it? Yeah, that great exchange. Just one quick story. I've got a, there was a guy there, he was homeless in the park, and and he, uh, his name was Michael, and he just, um, pain in his eyes, heavy shoulders. He was trying to give up some addiction uh, for him with Mormonism. You have to give up tobacco. And, And he was taught by the church that in order for him to be accepted by God, he first must be accepted by the church. And because he was having such hard time uh, down, down and out and, and smoking and so on, that, that he was not accepted by the church, he, he just felt almost like throwing the towel. Everybody else in the community rejected him. Anyway, we shared the gospel, just poured into him, because he, he was always told, but I have to do, but I have to do. And we said, no, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He, he loves you. And, and um, just tears streaming down his face mm. as, he, as he hears the gospel for the very first time. The very first time, yeah. And, and just the, the impact that it had on him, you know. Certainly he, he kept going back to, but, but I don't have to. And, no, Christ did it, did it all. all. And, yeah. and he was just, um, he, he also said, of course, being touched by the gospel, but he said, you're the first person in years who's uh, just helped me to feel like a real person again. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Again, just to know the love of Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, just part of the wonderful things that can happen when that gospel message is not only proclaimed, but also comprehended (laughs) and uh, shared so that people's lives are transformed. And I'd love to see that man in a couple years and see how he's doing then. We won't be able to. God doesn't always allow us to know what happens next. But it's our job just to proclaim his love. Well, I want to make some announcements. Um, And then we'll come back and continue talking about uh, your ministry and what you're doing. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States. We also produce a weekly podcast that you can subscribe to. Today, we're giving away several of our tracks about responding in love to Mormons, from the Family Shield Counter Cult Ministry. To get your complimentary tracks, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1 877 8416. We encourage you and your family to take a family prayer walk and pray together. While you walk, pray for someone you know who thinks they're saved by their good works. Pray their eyes will be open to the truth of God's word. That we are saved through faith. That we are saved through faith in Jesus. We have several radio programs and digital resources available to download on our website about prayer and prayer walking. We encourage you to check them out. Your support allows Family Shield to continue the radio and podcast outreach, and uh, we encourage you to send a gift to support us to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can charge a one-time gift on our website or give a monthly gift, 
FamilyShieldMinistries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support us. Go to Thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call them 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you do this. Now, I want to go back to my guest, Reverend John Leach. Uh, He's going to be sharing a special offer about their book for our listeners. Yeah, right now, if they go to our uh, store, TILM.org, for Truth and Love Ministry uh, slash store, uh, and enter the code FAMILY, uh, we right now have a 25% off this Crossing the Chasm great resource for folks just to better understand. And, hey, I've always wanted to. I've got that Mormon uh, friend, neighbor, or even a family member. Great resource on how you can uh, not only share the gospel, but continue to walk with them. 25% off, free shipping. And uh, for uh, Family Shield listeners, we are now also including uh, Sharing God's Word with Mormons, uh, a booklet with 14 practical examples, very easy to implement, put right in, into play. Wonderful. And just for our listeners, if you forget the website, you can email us. We would be happy to let you know where that is. And um, Truth and Love Ministry is one of our recommended links on our website, so you can go to that, look up Apologetics, and find them there as well. Just another way to to find the resources that are so important. Well, I want to learn a little bit more with our listeners about Truth and Love Ministry. And your mission is Proclaiming Christ to Mormons— empowering Christians to witness. And you have five principles that you talk about, and I think uh, this would be a great time to just uh, talk a little bit more about those. And then as we have time at the end, maybe additional uh, tips that you share in your book and in other resources about how to open up conversations with a Mormon or someone who thinks they're saved because of their good works. They kind of overlap there. I mean, sometimes we don't know Mormons, but we may know a lot of people that are trusting in their good works instead of Jesus. So talk about those five principles. You say, see Mormons as victims, not enemies. What do you mean? Yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, we know that Mormons are coming with a message that is contrary to the Bible. And I understand why sometimes almost figuratively we would have our boxing gloves on and getting ready to, you know, do battle. But but really, um, many have never heard the gospel before. These are the people for whom Christ has called us to, to reach the lost, right? The, he leaves the 99 in order to go find the one. And, and I, I think about before Jesus in Matthew 9 sent out workers into the harvest field, he it says he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, he was giving them a lens through which then to go out into the fields and see those as souls for whom he, he died. And, and again, uh, that's the mindset we want to, to go in it when we interact with, with uh, LDS. Uh, they are victimized by a culture of success. There's so much that depends on them, and they can never live up to those standards. And then when they do struggle, they, they can't express that to others, so they feel like they have to wear a mask. Um, they can't be authentic. When a Christian actually just is authentic and opens up and shares some of their struggles, it, you'll be drawn like a magnet, uh, Mormons will be, to you, because because it's a breath of fresh air in, mm. that that they could then share and mm-hmm. be open with you, because they can't do that with other Mormons. Oh, that's and so, sad. again, that mindset of, 
of uh, see them as those God has called us to reach. Yes, and they're not our enemies. I know there, a lot of times people think we have to win the argument, and a lot of times we lose the battle in the midst of that. So they're victims of false teachings, really. Uh, let's. The second uh, principle is treat Mormons with genuine love and respect, and that is so important. Talk about that. Yeah, I think uh, God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? And and so um, many people say, I, I wouldn't know how. Well, the first thing to say, and the first thing uh, with witnessing is to say nothing, but to ask questions, to listen, to get to know them. And that helps, especially with Mormons, because they may believe different things than their church teaches or different mm-hmm. things from mm-hmm. other Mormons. So just get, getting them on the record, what it is that they believe. But it, it's also diff, uh, important because when you listen first, then you can understand their struggles. Um, I, I can run into one guy, and he's very self-righteous, and he says, uh, I, I'm doing really good. I think, I think God will let me into heaven. Mm-hmm. I can run into another who's just broken. Maybe mm-hmm. she just had a miscarriage. And now, not just a physical or emotional struggle, but it's a spiritual crisis because she believes God is angry with her and she doesn't know how to get right with him. And because I first listened, I'm now going to, when I speak, be able to be almost like surgical, precise to the heart, exactly with the message that they then need to hear. Um, I, I think about listening, you know, and, and, and treating them with love and respect. Uh, if if I talk about them differently when they're in the room than when they're not, then it kind of betrays that there's something in my heart, uh, like a barrier. But if they can be in the room the same time, uh, anytime uh, when I'm speaking, that I'm always just speaking with, with love and compassion, uh, then I, I think that that also changes our heart and the way in which we approach them. Absolutely. Your next uh, point, principle, is focus on Mormon stress points. What are... Mormon stress points. So again, after we listen, now we can speak uh, specifically to the things that bother them. A lot of times Christians focus on things that, that bother us about Mormonism, but we say, no, 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 focus on the things that bother them about Mormonism. Don't um, pit Christianity against Mormonism or Christians against Mormons. Pit Mormons against Mormonism. Mm. And how is that really working for you? And so uh, some of the things they'll struggle with are perfectionism or worthiness. And for you to be able to say, I- I'm perfect in-, in Christ, right now, again, they'll even be drawn to that. Forgiveness. Uh, Mormons are taught that they first must repent, and that basically means they must never do that sin again. Well, then you can imagine mm. Mormons are never sure that they right. have forgiveness. We can say through Christ we have forgiveness right now. And even the idea of, like, the concept of eternal life, um, uh, John uh, 6 talks about how we've crossed over from death to life. Certainly, uh, one day we'll see God face to face in all of his glory, and what a day that will be. But, but in, in some respects, that's even a present possession. We have crossed. Right, that that we have eternal life in the sense of living with God now, and and Mormons will struggle with that because they don't have relationship, and so they're very they're terrified of Judgment Day. We know exactly how the story ends, and so to, mm. to be able to share some of those things, all the things Mormons are striving for by works, are the same things in Christ we already have. Uh, I think about the Apostle Paul in Athens in Acts 17, right. He was greatly distressed by all the idols that he saw, but he didn't focus on what bothered him. Mm -hmm. He focused on what he knew bothered them. 
the altar to the unknown God. I love that point. That is awesome. That's very good. And we need to remember, yes, focus on the gospel and Jesus Christ and what he's done instead of getting into heated arguments that sometimes we may need to debate things. Um, I think a debate and an argument is different. Um, But uh, focus on their stress points. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now, the next is uh, speak the Mormon language. Um, There is always a language barrier. They use terms we're familiar with, but they've redefined them. Talk about that. Yeah, in, in many ways, it's like a culture, right? They have their own language, similar terms, and so you can talk past each other. Uh, Christians uh, might say to a Mormon, I believe Jesus saved me by grace, and through faith I'll go to heaven. And a Mormon would agree with you, and they're not being disingenuous or deceitful when they do. They just heard, I believe Jesus is my example. God helps me along the way, and as long as I do my part, I'll go to one kingdom of heaven or another. Uh, and it's because they have different definitions. So some, some of the words that are important to define are, are grace, right? I think of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We, you can share that passage, but as you do, be sure to define those words. It's by grace. Okay, grace for Mormonism is an empowering, uh, enabling power that God gives you. Um, grace for us is this unconditional, no-strings-attached love. Um, you've been saved, I think, of of Safe for Mormons just means the resurrection in many cases. That's the way they think about it. But then you have to stand before the judge, gets you to the courtroom. Saved biblical Christians would say, no, it doesn't just get you to the courtroom, gets you, gets you through it, right? Um, and, and then, of course, that, that clear picture, not, not by works, right? Yes. Um, and so I, I think there's important passages to share, but, but clearly define those words. A uh, concept like eternal life. Okay, uh, our time's just about up, so if you want to wrap up, we have maybe 30 seconds. Okay, um, so again, important to really define those words. And, and our last point is just uh, trust in the power of the Word, witness Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, trust that the Spirit alone has the power to change hearts. And uh, I'm not ashamed of the Gospel. It's like dynamite. That's the power God has given us as we go out and share uh, the message uh, of Jesus' unconditional love for for all. Very good. Thank you so much. My guest has been Reverend John Leach. We've talked about their new book, Crossing the Chasm, Helping Mormons Discover the Bridge to God, and a little more about Truth and Love Ministry. It's a great ministry. I hope you will check it out, and if you're interested, uh, check out that book and their special offer as well. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.